I believe that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes. Yet, being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in our lives. In this podcast, I will share lessons that I have learned from my mistakes that have helped me to get one step closer to a more authentic version of myself. My name is Lonnie Was the Third, and this is what I did wrong. It's been a little bit over a month now since I've been working from home. And for a little bit of background, I work in higher education. So when they announced that the students were going to be having virtual classes due to the COVID-19 pandemic, um, at first, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. So the university um, allowed students to take their classes online. And, you know, I worked from home for a little bit. Um, until I got an answer about if we would return after spring break, but we never returned. Um, the situation got worse and worse with COVID-19, and we all had to switchly, sorry, we all had to quickly transition to working from home. So um, a few things about this is really interesting. It's kind of well-timed because I have been thinking a lot about working from home and how that flexibility might give me um, more time to work on this podcast and uh, creative projects for my business. So when this option came along, it was kind of forced. So I didn't have a chance to prepare for it. So I have found a few things surprising about this process. Um, Many of us who um, do have to adapt to social distancing and working from home may have found it also to be quite challenging. I think that without COVID-19, it would have some of the same challenges. However, having stay-at-home orders absolutely makes working from home that much more challenging. So I've always known that I was a type of person that thrived better with structure in my life. I've always been the type of person who did better with structure. When I was younger, my mother provided the structure. And as I got older, I had to create ways to have structure in my life. So, you know, I've had a nine to five job. I meal prep. I usually prepare my clothes at night or I do things that help me to feel like I can have seamless experiences in life. So when it comes to work, You know, work itself gives your day a bit of structure, or at least you can expect where you'll be going and what time you have meetings and things like that. So work from home has really kind of flipped that upside down for me. And it's been challenging. And over the last couple of weeks, I have really implemented some things that I feel have helped me to get a better grasp on my work from home routine. So, and actually, I wrote a blog post on my blog. My blog is LonnieWoodsTheThird.com. If you're interested, it is linked in the details of the podcast. I wrote a blog that published today, actually, that is titled Five Tips 
to help you improve your work from home routine. So I want to share with you those five tips and give you a little bit more background and information about how I have applied these five tips. And the cool thing about these tips, they are work from home tips, but most of them work really well, even if you're not working from home. These are just resources and ideas and strategies to help you have structure in your day, to start your day off on a good note, and to make the best out of your 24 hours. So the first tip that I have is to make up your bed in the morning. Making up your bed in the morning has been proven as a great habit to have under normal circumstances. If you research the benefits of making up your bed, you will see lots of different positives that successful people, wealthy people in the world, most of them make up their bed in the morning. Making the bed in the morning, for me, it sets my day up for success. I feel like the physical things we have in our lives oftentimes domino effect into our mental um, abilities, our mental mind frame. So if you start your day with a messy bed and then you start your day with a messy apartment and a dish, a sink full of dishes, more than likely your mind is going to be just as cluttered as your home space. And that's really a reason why I started my brand, Lonnie Was the Third, as a lifestyle brand to help millennials to think about how home relates to the rest of our lives. I feel like as millennials, we get so caught up in the culture of being outside of home and going out and hanging out and partying and going to brunch and going to parties and going to festivals that we sometimes neglect some of those traditional values of having your home nice, neat, clean, and organized. So now that I'm spending so much more time at home, it is key that I make my bed every morning. It gives me a boost of energy. It lets my mind and body know that the day is about to start. Making your bed takes literally less than five minutes, but I promise that it will have an impact on your day that will last way beyond the five minutes it took to pull your sheets and your comforter up and fluff those pillows. HuffPost published an article titled Make Your Bed Change Your Life, and in it, it said that if success and productivity aren't enough, turns out making your bed is also one of the most effective and easiest triggers of happiness. Gretchen Rubin, bestseller author and happiness researcher, says, when I was researching my book on happiness, this was the number one most impactful change that people brought up over and over. So if you want to accomplish something first thing in the morning, set off a chain, a chain reaction of other success building habits and contribute significantly to your happiness. Perhaps start by making the bed and then let the rest of it fall into place. And I think that's such an important piece to the making your bed portion of my advice, because when you make up your bed, typically it's the first thing you're doing in the morning. And it is a healthy habit that you are starting off your day with. And as a human being, you are more likely to continue another healthy habit by starting with a healthy habit. Okay, so tip number two, keep it moving. So gyms are closed and many people who do exercise at the gym may struggle or even those of us who, like myself, 
I prefer running around the neighborhood or working out at home anyway, but health experts suggest that 30 minutes of exercise a day is imperative to a healthy lifestyle. And although the gyms are closed, it is still important to work out. It's important to keep your body moving, to dance, to do something to keep your blood flowing and to keep your energy moving. Living in New York City, which is a walking city, I would typically get my cardio um, kind of built in. Of course, it's not all the cardio I would do, but daily activities like walking to the train or walking around my building or walking on campus at work would give me the opportunity to keep moving. But since I'm at home and typically only leaving the house to go to the grocery store, I'm not moving as much as I would on a daily basis outside of my exercise routine. But like I said earlier, fortunately for me, my top choice for working out, even if I could go out, would be running around outside, like to jog, which I can't do quite yet because I have to wait till it warms up. My body just doesn't do well running outside when it's not warm outside. So summer is the season I would do that. But I prefer to watch fitness videos at home. My whole weight loss journey started off with Tybo and watching DVDs. And I just find that watching DVDs at home, one, I'm in the comfort of my home and I don't have to worry about other people looking or judging. I don't have to worry about equipment, but also it's just convenient and I don't have to get dressed up for it. There's just so many pros of it for me that I do it. I tend to watch fitness videos on YouTube now from channels such as Fitness Blender and Self. So if you are interested in potentially working out at home, give yourself 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 minutes to do some yoga, some Pilates, some plyometrics, cardio, even strength building. You can order things like jump ropes or one of those balls that you can do abs on, a yoga mat, I've also noticed that during this stay-at-home quarantine time, there are lots of fitness trainers and fitness influencers who are having free daily or weekly work-at-home videos or lives where you can join in on those. So tip number two for working from home is to keep your body moving. Let's move to number three, get dressed. Yes, get dressed to work at home, to go from your bed to the living room or from your bed to the office or from the living room to the dining room, get dressed. I'm the first person to admit that putting on real clothes while working from home sometimes feels silly or a waste of time or a waste of getting clean clothes dirty because you're not leaving the house. But it is really important that we dress up for work or even if we're not working, that we change our clothes from our pajamas because our pajamas mentally have been singed into our head as something that we wear when we're going to sleep or something that we wear when we are lounging around. So by us continuing to wear our pajamas or our fitness gear or our um, pajamas like that are shorts, like our basketball shorts, etc., That is telling our mind that it's time to chill, it's time to relax. And so I found that working from home is like a mental game that you have to play with your brain to say, yes, I'm still home, but I'm also at work during these hours. And we'll get into setting a schedule later. So the next time that you have to go to work, my suggestion is to trade in your PJs for a casual work outfit, you know, throw on a red lip or a dress shirt or 
Hey, put on a suit if you want to. Dressing up can change your mindset any day, even if you are leaving the house. But your brain needs a mental, physical shift of you changing your clothes to let you know that it's time for work. Tip number four, create a dedicated workspace. I am the first to admit that not all of us have home offices. If you're like me, you don't have a separate home office in your home. This tip is for you. This is for the people who have small apartments or who have children and they don't have a spare room or they don't have a proper desk or office chair. Getting all of your work done from the comfort of your bed is really tempting and it's hella comfortable, but I'm here to let you know that it is a bad idea. Laying in your bed with your laptop just promotes you, just like pajamas, to get comfortable. And I'm not saying that you need to be uncomfortable while you're doing work, but you need to at least be in an upright position with your computer in front of you. So my suggestion for tip number four is to create a dedicated workspace by setting up a workspace in your home. That does not have to be a desk. Of course, if you have an office, you would go to the office. That's an easy one. But if you need to convert other spaces, some suggestions are a kitchen island where you have a stool, a dining room table where you have a chair, or you can get really creative and use one of those poofs or ottomans from your living room and use your coffee table. You can use a nightstand. Just make sure that it's outside of your bedroom if at all possible. If it is still in your bedroom, make sure that it's not in your bed. Find a chair, find a windowsill, find a um, kitchen table, find a window seat, find a space that's different than your bed. The next thing you want to do is make sure that you have what you need for your workspace. So make sure that you have a lamp, a chair, a computer, and also set the vibe for your workspace, like put up pictures or move pictures around from inside your house to put near your workspace to make you feel more like you're at work. And you can also do things like light candles since you're at home and really make sure that when it's time for you to dedicate your hours towards your workday, that you're at your dedicated workspace and not laying in your bed. I know it's comfy. Maybe you can take breaks and lay down in your bed, or maybe during your lunch period, you can lay in your bed, but try to wake up in the morning, make your bed, and don't lay back down in your bed until either your lunch break or the end of your workday. Last but not least, I'm leaving the most important, I would say, is to set a schedule. Before this stay-at-home mandate, my workday included commuting to the office, so I had a daily work schedule that I was super cognizant of. By default, I knew that I started work at 9, I left work at 5, I set lunch for 12, I had meetings that were pre-scheduled in my calendar, so I knew what I was doing at any given time. And of course, being outside of your house promotes you to be more productive in most cases and to put things in like your commute that take up hours from your day. But working from home does not provide the same type of structure for me automatically. There are no lunch breaks. There's no meetings that you have to be at in person or coworkers to interact with or to distract you from your work. So now that I'm working from home, I've had to create more structure in order to stay focused and to complete my daily tasks. The easiest way that I have found to build structure is to create a schedule. And I know that Creating a schedule sounds really anal to some people, but I'm speaking about what works for me. And for me, because I am an air sign, I am someone 
who kind of wanders around in my brain a lot and I have a creative brain, I need structure. And I've tried it a lot of different ways, but creating a schedule has worked for me. And if you listen to last week's podcast, I was talking a lot about completing goals. And one of the strategies that I use to complete goals is to set up a schedule that is timed. Now, that pretty much is how I also set up my work from home schedule. So my work from home schedule starts at about 8 a.m. And at 8 a.m., I'm waking up, I'm making my bed, I do my skincare, brush my teeth, you know, whatever kind of facial things I'm doing, moisturizing, staying flourished, probably drinking some water at around 8.15. Once I'm done that, I'll try to do my workout. I'm someone who has to work out in the morning first thing because if I don't, I find that at the end of my day, I find more reasons and excuses not to work out. I'm tired or if outside was open, it's like, oh, I went to happy hour and now I missed my workout window. So if I do it in the morning, there's no way for me in my mind to have an excuse not to work out. So I try to work out for 30 minutes a day after my workout, it should be around 8.45. So I start work at 9. So between 8.45 and 9, I try to eat breakfast. I had a few weeks where I wasn't eating breakfast because I was so still getting used to the pace of the work at home schedule. So I was neglecting to eat. So a bonus tip is to make sure that you eat. I know that it's really easy to get off track because we don't have the physical limitations of the four walls of going to work and reminders to eat, but set a reminder to eat, set a lunch time, set a snack time, set a dinner time so that you're not neglecting eating during your work from home period. After I eat breakfast, I continue my work and I try to take a mental break at around 11. That's just 10 minutes of me stepping away from the computer, stepping away from the screen, stepping away from the mental kind of anxiety or production of the day. Okay, I get back to work after my 10 minute break and then I have lunch at 12. I'm an early lunch eater or a 12 o'clock lunch eater. I know that some people prefer to eat lunch a little earlier or a little later but I tend to wake up early and I'm hungry by 12 o'clock. So it also just keeps me accountable to eat because I know it's 12 o'clock, I should eat something unless of course I'm super full. I don't usually eat really large meals. So like I'm never really like super, super duper full from breakfast where I don't want lunch. So after my lunch break, which is typically an hour at around one o'clock, I'll resume my work day, get back on my computer, do my Zoom calls, work on the projects, send out emails, etc. Then at about two o'clock, I try to take another 10 minute mental break. And then I go back to work and I usually clock out. Well, I don't really have to clock out. I stop working at 5 p.m. What I did wrong was thinking that transitioning to work from home would be easier than it has been. What I did wrong was thinking that I would have more free time simply because I was working from home. But what I'm finding is that working from home is actually harder than going into the office in many ways. Creating a schedule, staying active, putting on real clothes, and not working from bed have been some of the things that have assisted me in infusing more flexibility and productivity into my day. I would love to hear your tips and best practices if you are working from home. And even for those people who worked from home before we were mandated to. 
I would love to hear your thoughts. So send me an email, if you will, at lonnie.woods.3 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me and slide into my DMs on Instagram. My Instagram username is Woods the third, all spelled out, L-O-N-N-I-E-W-O-O-D-S-T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D. Thank you for listening to the What I Did Wrong podcast. As always, I appreciate your support. Catch new lessons each and every week on Wednesdays. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at LonnieWoodsTheThird or visit my website at LonnieWoodsTheThird.com. Until we meet again, remember that regret was meant to refine you and that your mistakes don't have to define you. I leave you in love, peace, and style. Until the next time.